So welcome to this episode of Ariane Talks. Today I am joined by my lovely partner, Tamra. Hi, Tamra. Hi, Ariane. In these episodes where you and I are on together, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk more about our own experiences, what we've learned has helped us, what we've learned that maybe we were failing or we didn't realize or we weren't conscious of in previous relationships and what has what we've brought to our awareness that's really really helped in this relationship now one of the main questions that i get asked is uh, do i have a partner and if so how i met my partner so i'd like to start this by talking about how we met and how we met was you reached out to me didn't you i did you did i made the first move you made the first um i came up on uh was it tiktok or Instagram? it was tiktok it was tiktok via probably uh yeah it was tiktok yeah yeah just like the for you page as i came up and yeah i remember you you even took my online course didn't you i did yeah. yes because of your videos yeah and um from there you reached out i took it twice I paid for it twice. <laughs> Did you bought it twice? That's how much I liked it. It was um, after we we talked. I remember you couldn't remember the password, so instead of just telling me or something for asking for help, you bought it again. <laughs> yes. But hey, I mean, I can't complain about. I like that. to support good material, and good like, people. I love it. Um, but yeah, you reached out. Yes. And from there, we kind of just started talking to each other well yeah first I want to be clear I reached out to you <laughs> not to like hook up with you no right right I mean this was just like a bonus <laughs> I mean I definitely thought you were really handsome and all of that stuff I mean it was it was nice but I reached out to you because yeah you you changed you changed my life essentially I was in a really dark place as we all are throughout our lives and it was another relationship I was in that was sort of ending and your videos came up and I started watching your videos and they just made so much sense to me it was like the first time I heard uh you know stuff about self-help like everybody does it in the videos and you know there's a bunch of videos on TikTok like you know mm -hmm. but for some reason I heard you and what you were saying was impactful and simple enough and it just made sense to me completely so yeah, I was just completely blown away with just those little videos. I already started telling people about you. I was like, oh my God, you have to watch this guy. I, I, this is amazing. And I'd send it to all my sort of like awake friends, not woke folks, my awakened friends. And uh, yeah, and then and that was the beginning. And then I reached out to you because in my company where we build so many different things but we build new systems in new ways new ways of working but new ways of being as people and I reached out to you because I wanted to see if you wanted to collaborate with our culture group and and do something unique with our company and uh so yeah I I think I messengered you, you so did. I found you on TikTok but I messaged I Facebook messengered you you found Facebook message and honestly I very rarely get a chance to even go through messages yeah. or reply to comments or anything which again just goes to show like how the universe works yeah where i got this urge to just go on messenger i have no idea why and as i went through the messengers i saw yours yeah and your first message was like hey do you want to do something work together and i yeah. was like i think that's a great idea yeah so i messaged you back and then yeah you responded pretty quickly actually on that one i was like okay he didn't ghost yeah. ghost me but like i think it was like i felt the energy when i was messaging you like it just felt like there was already something predestined like mm. you know when you can just feel a momentum or something and when i mess because i usually don't i'm just like you i don't message people i'm incredibly busy you know this um with my job and everything and tons of people reaching out to me all the time i rarely message people but with you i was just like no i'm just gonna try this i'm just gonna see if it was just, like, it wasn't even a, a thought. It was just like, no, I must reach out. Yeah. And it was a momentum and I, it was immediate. It was amazing. It was like an intuitive feeling pushing yeah. me towards it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's really nice. And that's what, um, you know, a lot of people ask me questions regarding how do I manifest this and how do I manifest love? And, yeah. and myself as well, when I was on the journey, 
early on in the in my journey I thought I had to be on dating apps or no. I had to you know I had to be out in the nightlife and everything but then I realized like no that's that's not the type of relationship I want that's not who I am either yeah but our kind of like um our story is a really cool way of showing how you have no idea how it's going to happen yeah I had no idea that someone was going to message me because of a video they saw of me and because they bought my online course twice <laughs> and <laughs> from that it would start this like relationship that you and I have now yeah and that's an interesting point too because I had just in my own life gone off of dating apps like forever I I think I even told you I hired a recruiter um, there is a service out there where you can actually hire somebody to even like I was so sick of the dating apps I hired somebody to find me men and then I like they could only find 10 of them and then I disliked them all and then I was actually in a point in my life where I was like you know what I just they always say that but it's true it's like if you just let go and you stop it happens and I had stopped completely and I had become and you had said that too about yourself I just had become completely okay for the mm. first time just not even looking not having a man just being yeah. you know just being with myself and falling in love essentially with myself and helping to heal myself. And that was through your courses and stuff. I started to feel like I was actually changing mm -hmm. for the better, like therapists, whatever, like those, those things never work for me. Um, I mean, I saw a Jungian therapist, which was really cool. And, you know, you talk to people and you do little things, but your thing started to, I started to feel healed and, yeah. and great. And then it, it almost happened immediately to like, to meet you. It was so, yeah. so cool. It was, it is, it really is cool. I did very, very similar where I got to the stage where I stopped looking. And even people were saying to me, like, so um, are you dating anyone? I'm like, no. Yeah. And like people in my life, not necessarily. There's that question has been one of the main questions, like, who are you with? Like, are yeah. you dating anyone? But like, even people in my life, are you dating anyone? Like, no. Yeah. Well, why? what do you mean why like what a weird question that is but well they probably mean because you're such a you are a good looking man you're very desirable <laughs> <laughs> so they're probably like well why how have you not met somebody you probably have women just throwing themselves at you yeah well it was the Maybe moment that's why they're asking i and i my response was always this is the first time i've ever actually loved myself yeah and i'm enjoying that right now uh, and I had already started feeling like that, but still wanted to meet someone. But then yeah. when I got to a stage where I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually okay. Like, yeah, uh, it doesn't mean that I don't want the relationship to come in, but I'm okay if it doesn't right now. And that's when, even when we met, I didn't think, oh, this is someone that I'm going to be in a relationship with. I just really enjoyed getting to know you and eventually we got to the stage where we just didn't stop talking to each other <laughs> literally just, you know, <laughs> just used to wake up and go like oh okay let's let's message each other yeah and um which is really really funny as well because i've got uh my child my son he's 14 years old and i said to him i'd never introduce anyone that i'm dating as like my friend yeah. and then go oh my friend is actually someone i'm not i i no, i was like I, I will always introduce you to my child as this is someone that i'm, that I'm dating but before we even knew <laughs> that we were dating <laughs> i remember saying to him like oh do you know uh tam who i speak to because we do a lot of video calls and i was like i speak to her she's someone that i'm actually dating and he was like i know i was like what what do you mean you know how can you know before me like what do you mean he's like you talk to her all the time <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like yeah. oh yeah i do yeah <laughs> yeah i do but but that's pretty much the story of how we met mm. and i remember when it was it was great because it wasn't like we it, we it was it was a friendship that got stronger and stronger mm -hmm. and i remember 
I, I raised the whole, I want to have a conscious relationship. Yeah. And for me, that was a non-negotiable. From everything that I teach, everything that I learn, my teachings and my path is continuously to raise self-awareness. So I could never, ever be in any type of relationship other than a conscious relationship. And I remember I, I was like, well, if I, I, I know you're very, what I realize is you're already very aware. And even though you were learning from my teachings and online course and everything, I realized like, wow, you know so much yourself which is uh another thing that i was very very kind of impressed with just you as a whole and when i i was thinking well when i say to her let's have a conscious relationship there might be this kind of like oh i don't want this like what is that or something like that but your response blew me away when i said to you I want to have a conscious relationship. And when I describe to you what that means and what I want in that, in that whole dynamic, I just saw your face like get like happier and happier and your smile was getting bigger and bigger. And I was like, what's going on? (laughs) And you responded by pretty much saying that's exactly what I want as well. Yeah. And even today, it's like, I, I think I said to you, it's like, doesn't everybody want that? And I, and you call it a conscious relationship. I call it just a healthy relationship. I mean, when you started to describe it to me, it was like everything I'd always been looking for ever. Yeah. And it was, it was just beautiful. And it is beautiful. And it's hard. It's still uh, challenging. It's still challenging. But to be with somebody that's emotionally intelligent and emotionally involved and somebody that's able to talk about things. So many of my past relationships is just blame and just you get into these crazy cycles and arguments and all Mm. of that stuff. And just to even understand that there was such a thing where two people could just, you know, consciously design a relationship in a very flow state but open communicative sort of way I mean it's just I I could not have it any other way and interestingly after my last relationship I said to myself I will never do that I would rather be alone Mm. than not have what we describe and what you describe as a conscious relationship and I don't know why I'm not I don't love the word conscious relationship because it like it gets usurped by like the you know, awake, hippie, spiritual community. And I'm not making fun of the spiritual community at all. It's just that I just, I don't know. It's just a healthy relationship to me. It's conscious in a way because, uh, but uh, you are right when you say conscious, it's like we're consciously aware of our behaviors or we're trying to be aware and have self-control in every moment and be as honest as we can and and sort of heal our traumas when and where we can. So yeah, it's, it's been amazing. I agree. And we said earlier as well, didn't we, that it's crazy that we live in a time where we have to label yeah. a healthy relationship exactly. and the label of it is conscious relationship. It's crazy. It is the epitome of our times. Yeah. Just when things like this are, yeah, like have to be branded and have to be special and put on a shelf. There's going to be, I look for, forward to a world where we don't have to do that with anything where you don't have to have health food stores yeah we just have healthy food <laughs> like i mean it i find it absurd human humans like uh i it's not absurd i don't want to it's where we are in our evolution as humans um but yeah I, I think that it's not common and i'm so glad that you said that i'm so glad that you said that but i'm so glad that i get to learn this with you i've never done it mm-hmm. before and we're learning together because you've never done it before either right no i've never done it i i um my previous relationship it definitely was a complete reactive relationship and it's i'm in no way blaming anyone it's just neither of us were conscious neither of us were self-aware yeah i was absolutely nowhere near the level of aware that i am now not nowhere near i didn't yeah, I was completely living in reactivity. Yeah. I were I was the emotions that I was feeling. I was yes. the wounded part of myself that were terrified. I was any thought that I had. I was continuously living in survival mode. My nervous system was in 
absolute overdrive yeah. all the time. I didn't understand myself, my reality, what was going on. So it just feels like chaos. It's just chaos all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute chaos, absolute pain. Yeah. And you just don't know how to stop it. Yeah. That's a good way of describing it. Yeah. And I mean, look, that was challenging. But one thing that we've learned is just how challenging a conscious relationship is. <laughs> and we yeah. can, I want to talk about that. Yeah. But before we do, for anyone that's listening and maybe not, might not be sure what what I mean is for a conscious relationship, for myself, um, it's a relationship where two people are becoming aware of not just the dynamic in the relationship, but of individually themselves. Mm -hmm. So for example, if I am triggered because you did or said something or something you didn't do or didn't say for whatever that I am triggered, a conscious relationship is where whoever is triggered will explore that trigger within themselves. And at the same time, the other person will be able to hold space for that person in their wound in their trigger now that doesn't mean that any behavior is okay or that doesn't mean that you will allow any bad behavior but there is an understanding that okay well i can understand that this is your wound and you've been triggered to feel that let's work together let's work on that together and vice versa as well so then if you're triggered i will do the same as well i was like okay i understand that's a wound but then your trigger might trigger something in me as well. And it's been so challenging. But what is kind of like a definition of conscious relationship for you? How do you see it? Well, I think it's challenging because we're we're consciously trying to do it as well. It is easier to just not, to just overlook these feelings because they always come up anyways in any relationship. You feel slighted or you feel not seen or you feel but you don't actively try to analyze why and together. And that that's why it's so challenging. And we said that today, like it's, mm. it's challenging because we're doing the work and we're exploring, we're like uh, on the frontier, <laughs> exploring new worlds. And just that's what makes it challenging because there's no framework for this either. There is, uh, there's only just trust in each other and designing it co-designing it together as well I think it's important to co-design what we mean I think a conscious relationship can be mean a lot of things to mm. a lot of people and it can have a lot of factors in it you just mentioned one element of a conscious relationship um, there are elements other elements like um, just atten attention to how you communicate communication is huge it is one thing that I struggle with a lot is how I'm communicating and in anger or whatever. So um, communication is another part of it as well. But yeah, it, it's just being fully aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it and pausing and giving, like you said, each other space to, to understand and explore why that's happening in a safe space and in an honest way. Um, so yeah, I think you described it. I think you described it really well, yeah. There's so many. Um, this is something that we've talked about that we're going to create something to like a framework or something that can help in terms of understanding so many different aspects of what a conscious like for example communication one thing the biggest thing that i've learned in this journey of having a conscious relationship with you is just how important communication is it's so important, period. Yeah. Like it, I've noticed it in my own company and how I communicate. I've noticed it how I come and show up to you as in this relationship as that aspect of the company mm -hmm. woman to you. Um, it Communication is critical, period, across the board. And you always talk about relationships, regardless if they're romantic or not. How we communicate to each other is and it's solving that problem mm. um, and being aware and conscious and understand i mean there's they have, there's all sorts of frameworks out there for that there's non-violent communication frameworks and all of this but really exploring one that works for i think we should develop one that just works for us and 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 kind of go with that 
but it's hard to, to hear yourself communicate. Like I can't, I have trouble seeing myself communicating. Right. So it's, it's nice to have somebody to say, okay, no, like your communication style in this moment. If, if my previous partner had said that to me, I would have not listened because I was, it was already a cycle of abuse anyway. And I had lost trust, but we're able to actually pause and say, okay, how you communicated that was, I don't know. It's either patronizing. There's like stuff that can come in there that's patronizing or if you're angry or you're being instructive or, you know, it's, but yeah, coming up with a, some sort of framework of communication is really important. I want, I want also people to be aware. We're not always just like talking like this, you know, like, we get wild and crazy and we can be ourselves as well. Like completely. We're not always like, that was another thing when I saw couples do this on, on TikTok and all that stuff. And they're always like, yeah, your aura, you know, like they had very, I just want people to know that we are like quite normal, like people and just have fun and, you know, but it's just, being a little bit more aware of because there's nervous communication too i noticed a lot that i have nervous communication especially when we first started you know we just i would just talk yeah and talk and yeah, talk yeah, and talk yeah, yeah. and then and then you talk and then you say stupid things or you just say what you don't mean or you're just being frivolous with your speech and all the a lot of great people and great writers you know and great leaders and just great people in general like they they will all say like being a little bit more care, your son even said that. Being more careful with your speech—it's an important thing because mm-hmm. your words matter they to really people. Do. Yeah, they're in energy and they matter, and especially to your partner. And how it's not just the words; it's your behaviors behind the words. It's yeah. the intention behind the words and the behaviors as well. It's that deep. Um, so that's why I think, you know, your teachings on intention too is important because communication flows from intention intention flows from sort of understanding yourself and why you're why are you even motivated to say something in this way what is that motivation where does that come from and that's the big part of uh working on the self in the conscious relationship as well because we're not just working on the relationship no we're individually working on ourselves that's the hardest part yeah I think, because we always want to blame the other. Well, that's that's where it's that's classic. how we've always found safety. Yeah, because we've always been. It, in fact, it was I think it was my last video that I put on social media, yeah. which was being wrong is unsafe. Right. We learned being wrong is unsafe. So by blaming the other, it means I'm not wrong, which is I'm not safe. And oh my how much i've learned about safety in this relationship and just how important obviously it's the core of the reason of why we do everything and anything yeah is because we're always looking for safety yes the unsafety is the cause of our trauma yes so it's the core of everything and that's an important point that i think we need to pause on exactly yeah. right you, you mean everything like in just everything. in general in life like we're reacting or blaming or fear-based is because we don't feel safe we feel like we're going to get fired or we feel like the partner's going to leave or we feel like we're just going to be abandoned essentially right every single yeah behavior comes from Every single unconscious behavior that is a wound that I may be triggered to react to is because of moments in my life that I have felt so unsafe that I've gone to annihilation. Yeah. And the way that I heal these parts of myself is by bringing them in and showing them safety. Yeah. Providing these parts of myself that own safety. Now that... Yeah. Doesn't mean that I can do it to every single part myself. This whole notion in the spiritual community that you are everything that you need is not true. We're a relationally dependent species. We're social creatures and we're a herd species. It's in our DNA to need others. It's how we survive. It's how we live. That's how humans evolved to live and to survive and this like for example you know i'm very very hardcore with my healing this is a conversation we had yesterday as well i'm extremely hardcore there is not one thing that comes up in my reality 
that I, I'm not curious about or that I don't explore, that I don't go down that path. Mm. Because we're in a we're in this reality and this human being that we're in is a complete and utter feedback system. Now, there are things that I just couldn't get to, cannot get to mm. until I was in a relationship. So up until the point where I was single and not in a relationship, I couldn't get to the part of myself. Some of the healing that I've done since in a relationship and with you, a part of me that needed to feel safe in this type of relationship. Couldn't get to those parts. Yeah, I... And that's why I think it's such a misnomer as well to, you know, all, and again, I'm not knocking it either, spiritual community or whatever, the people that go or the monks and whatever, and they go to a, to a mountain and they live in isolation and, you know, mm. it, it is, it is a lot easier to heal when you're in isolation. It's a lot easier. The challenge is being, is healing. And it's like you say, a continuous journey of healing your entire life, being honest about yourself and going inward and, and understanding yourself that it is much more challenging to heal and be meditative in the daily, in your daily life, as you meet people, go through your different stages of life, interact with people and so forth. So I think it's incredibly important not to forget that for people that, you tend to want to isolate and it's good to isolate at points too. That's why like silent retreats and stuff, they're tools to teach you to go inward, to silent your mind, to understand yourself. And that is important, but it's not a long-term fix. You, like you said, we're communicative uh, creatures and we need to, we need to heal with each other. But yeah, that, that, that I find is a, a very interesting balance with you and me. It's like the moments where we have to go into ourselves and figure out, okay, what is that thing within me? And then come back to each other and with each other and find a reconnection with each other yeah, yeah. That, that's always been so especially in the moments where my one of my biggest wounds is blame mm. i think that I, I, everyone falls in the spectrum of blame being a wound to yeah. a degree because blaming has always been unsafe if something's my fault and if something's ever been my fault as a child i've been scolded for it i've been rejected i've been pushed away I've, the punishments are too extreme for what actually happened and what I'm getting blamed for. Hmm. And, you know, for me, it was a huge wound. But one of the best and most healing things was you being able to converse with you about it, mm -hmm. being able to show you the vulnerability that I have a wound regarding being blamed. And even though you would, because this is, this is one of the challenges as well, you would bring up something that you became aware of in this conscious relationship in a very healthy way. You didn't do anything wrong or anything like that, but that triggered my blame wound. So then in that moment, I was then, oh God, now I feel like I'm being blamed. So then you know, once we were talking about that, then I brought that to the table and then we're bringing like other things to the table. And even, and this is why it has been challenging because even in the moments where communication is good, it's still us going through the pain. And that's what makes it challenging as well is, yes, a conscious relationship is great and it sounds amazing on paper. And it is, it really yeah, truly is. Yeah. But it does require you to go through your pain. Mm. it really really does and that's what it is it's and, and i'm i'm never going to abandon myself again i spent my entire life abandoning myself and through my healing journey i promised all these parts of myself i will never ever abandon you again so in the moments where i need to speak up i'm going to speak up and the same for you in the moments you need to speak up you're going to speak up but that requires us to go through the pain yeah so uh, how am I going to tell her that now I feel like this when she's telling me she feels like that. Yeah. And I feel like we've done it in a very healthy way. Yeah, we have. Yeah. I mean, I was used to a past where it would just explode when that happens. Like, and, and people would be shouting over each other. Like, it's crazy. And I know your last relationship was like that too. Yeah. No one would let each other talk and it would just be blame, 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 or pain, 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 pain. I'm, I, but we just, 
we just, we walk through it. You know, there is a bit of, and then it's like, no, just, you know, we, because we're both aware. It's just, once again, we're both aware and like, what's the point of just exploding on each other and, and just yelling at each other, yeah. right? It's just counterintuitive. It's counterproductive. Regardless if, if, regardless if the end thing is, in any relationship, again, regardless if it's going to work or not work, I mean, giving another human the respect to be heard, mm -hmm. the respect to speak, the respect to be themselves, to be authentically themselves, especially for a man to show pain, to show emotion. It's so hard for you guys, like because of society, right? Yeah. Society has said, like, I, I know that there's going to be men watching this and they're going to be like, well, who knows if they're going to watch this. But if there was like those machismo men that have learned like, oh, you got to be a man, no emotions. They're going to look at you and they're going to be like, oh, wow, that guy's so soft. And you know how they that it's just how our society has raised men and women. Yeah. It's like men are not allowed to show this vulnerability. And honestly, it was something I had to get used to, too, because I there was a long time where I was like. I didn't even want a man with emotions because I was so tired. The last guy had too many emotions or, you know, I didn't want that. And it's, again, it's a society thing. But no, I think it's it's been a learning process for me. But I, I think it's important for a man as well to be able to do that. And then men, vice versa, with women, you know, oh, she's all, I always used to get that because I was like a very in touch with my emotions, always have been very aware, very in touch with my emotions. I've done a lot of work, be, you know, like you said before you, I did a lot of work in my 20s. I've, I've been doing this stuff for a very long time, just like awareness and stuff. And yeah, I mean, a lot of men would be like, oh, she wants to talk about her emotions again. It's like, well, <laughs> completely just disregarded me, gaslit me. I know the gaslit is the, the word of the day too, but like just abusive just straight up abuse and, and they wouldn't too needy too yeah needy. yeah that's the one too needy and it's like no i'm not too needy i just need you to treat me just with a modicum of respect at right. this point in time you get to those i've had so many abusive relationships um so many like as an intelligent woman and i consider myself quite intelligent uh, it was an area that i was like how am i so dumb <laughs> self-talk okay <laughs> not dumb but I, that was the past me so it was referring yeah. to me in the past i used to think like how am i so stupid to like just keep attracting this type of person right um and it's just it's straight up you just you know, don't love yourself you're not aware you don't and this is why awareness is like so key in yeah. life yes it's so key in life and this is what there was there was a video that absolutely blew up and it was about too needy doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. In the video, I know you've seen it. I explain how too needy doesn't exist. It doesn't. It really, really does not exist. It's not a thing. It doesn't. It's not in this reality. The reason of that is because when you say too needy, when you put the too ahead of it, there's a suggestion of the level of need exceeds what it should be and that doesn't exist that's not how humans work and in the video i use the example of walking through a desert so if i was walking through before i said that so in the video i describe if you and i were eating dinner this evening but we had lunch earlier today and let's say we were eating pasta and i put a plate of pasta in front of you, in front of me, would just be getting our cutlery and we'd be talking very, very normally the way that we usually do. Maybe ask each other how each other's day is going. We'd be having our drink and our behavior would be very, very normal like most people, in, especially in the Western world. Now, if I'd walked desert for six days, only drinking, surviving by drinking the urine from my pants, we're back to this one. We're back Sorry, to you this made one. It, you <laughs> Especially after the video <laughs> that was sent to. We won't say who made that video. <laughs> For anyone wondering, uh, someone took that clip of me saying that and uh, added some things to it. Sorry. Hopefully that you might triggered see me. <laughs> but if I had, if Sorry, I, yes. if I'd walked the desert uh, and only surviving in that way. And then eventually I find a house. Now I'm saved. Yeah. 
And I go into this house and they put a plate of pasta in front of me. Because of the time that I've not eaten, now my need for food and water is so much higher. So my behavior would be dictated by the level of need. Yeah. And because it was so low, because I've not had any, I would be going to town on this. The way I'd be eating it is like, I'd be uh, like shoveling it in my mouth, going and drinking loads of water. It'd be very different from when you and I were sat on this table together having dinner. And most people, because we live in a time that is the emotional dark ages, most people have not had what they rely on for survival for most of their lives, which is connection, relationships, vulnerability, safety, love. The need for these things are so high for these people. Yeah which dictates their behavior. Now, when you say too needy, you're not understanding that these people have not had these needs met. Mm -hmm. So the reason too needy doesn't exist is because it will, it's, it's the correct level of need. Humans have levels of need. There is never too needy of any need whether it's food and water whether it's connection whether it's love that's not how we work once needs are met in human beings then they're not it's they they are different their nervous system's different their entire biology is different their thoughts are different how they feel on a regular basis. The emotional body is different. The physical body is different. Like they are different human beings based on the needs that they have either had met or not met. So it doesn't make sense for you to want to raise a, a conversation with your partner or someone else. And then they go, oh God, you're too needy. Like they're not seeing what's actually happening. That's like saying someone who's, walked in from the desert after six days of being in the desert and then seeing them eat like that and go, God, you're so needy. You're you're too needy. You should slow down eating. No, you wouldn't. You'd be like, yeah, I'll get you some more food. Here you go. Here's some more food. Here's some more water. And this is unfortunately society's... Society, unfortunately, isn't at the stage where we collectively understand this. So we treat ourselves in that way. We've learned to treat ourselves in a way that we believe we shouldn't be needing these things that we need. I think it also has something to do with just the older generation. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but the older generation, they lived in a different time. They really did. Mm -hmm. It was a different era where emotions, needs, all those things, like where the nuance of our needs now of our generation and below are just different. We live in a different world where we're not technically constantly under warfare and attack and building a world right they were under uh, a lot of the times that generation they were building at that time they were industrial like in- industrious they were focused on something a little bit different it was like build 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 and they they had no idea because there was not access to this information there was not access mm-hmm. to books there was not access to um well there was access to books but there wasn't access to this type of information so ubiquitously for the everybody internet. Yeah. And so you have like, I think through generations, it's going to eventually get to become the norm where having meeting those needs first for yourself, because we do need the dialectic, that balance, like you need to, where we can learn from them is that self resilience, that resilience in oneself. Resilience is a big one that I think the former generation had. And that's something that I want to take with me from that generation or learn from. We must look to them and say, okay, what were the good things that you guys had? Our parents, they were all the same. The, the, you know, technical, like the the abuse that your parents, you know, we'll call it abuse, but like it's, it's, it was blind abuse. You know, the, the way that we didn't get loved and nurtured the way that we needed to, it wasn't intentional. They had no idea how, and they didn't for generation after generation and, 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 and before them. So, I think that it's going to be a different world eventually. But yeah, I'd like I'd like to point out though that like we should have that we need to meet our needs first as well. But then there's there's the needs that we must meet for ourselves, which includes love. 
That's why, and so many people said that, that self-love thing. I have one of my best friends, shout out to Alex Likermoser. She's amazing. She um, married herself. She was one of those people that had a wedding with herself. And, and technically my 40th birthday was a marriage to myself too. Um, I didn't have a partner then. And, you know, my dad even gave a speech and I had all these, like, it looked like a wedding. I was like, oh, well, I guess this is my wedding here because I, and I literally, it was the first day that I sort of just like loved myself and married myself. And people kept saying, you must have self-love. And again, nothing landed. Uh, Alex was the one who taught me that though about self-love. It, it really is important. So it's meeting those needs within yourself, but then there's connection points connection with others that so what it's all a mapping onto each other the inner space I mean you've seen those those movies I mean source all the way down it's it's a mapping all the way like from what's inside of me and the needs that I must meet you you, we expect that from others and eventually we'll all vibrate and understand that and maybe not in our generation will we but I think that's going to be really cool when we all do but it's just people just don't know. I can't, we can't blame them. They're just not aware of this. But yeah, I mean, for my past relationships, it was like a simple thing, like communication. It's like, I have one person that wouldn't even call me, like wouldn't even, wouldn't even call, like pick up the fucking phone and call me. Wouldn't do it. Just wouldn't even call me. Text was sufficient. It's like, that is not a relationship. And then when I brought it up, it was like, Oh, it's just always a pro- like that is like it's so abusive to like not talk to a person. I, I mean, I, I could go on actually. I'm I'm not gonna turn this into a therapy session because honestly, I could write a book about the abuse that I have suffered from other people and probably not probably have given to other people as well. Um, maybe you know, maybe me even calling them too needy in cer- certain circumstances where they wanted. I work a lot, as you know. <laughs> I love my job more than. You know, I just love my job. I'm one of those people that's not a job. I love it. And I have had that problem in the past where I've had relationships and men too. They're like, they wanted more time with me. And I put my job first in, in many ways. And and uh, I probably thought that they were being too needy on me. It's like, how could you not see though? I'm doing all this for us. But, and you know, so now that I'm aware of that, I'm more aware even in our relationship about how much I work and how much I can you know, split the time. Now I'm just aware. And it's like, it's not, that wasn't needy from that person. They were just trying to connect with me. Like, I mean, and have a relationship and be intimate. So it wasn't their fault. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting thing. I, um, I was very much the same as well. You know, I think it was a conversation we had again yesterday. We conversed a lot yesterday. <laughs> um, where I, because I, I, when I told you like, oh yeah, I used to, be like this and like this in relationships and you were like what yeah yeah i couldn't believe it yeah a lot of people like will see my videos and see me online and you know i i never i used to be very unhealthy as well i used to be toxic and um i used to call people needy or just oh god too much um it, it was called to me it was said to me it mirrored to me in my reality um but it's really really amazing having this type of conversation and saying these things because we're both now at a place where we're becoming aware of these behaviors and because we're becoming aware of these behaviors it's allowing us to have a healthy relationship there's so much stigma and so much kind of negativity put onto people who like i hate the word narcissist like i hate it and it's just don't get me wrong i don't believe anyone being abused by someone that you would call a narcissist is okay i don't no i'm not saying that at all but by labeling the whole term of labeling a narcissist i mean you could say i was a narcissist to a degree because there were behavioral traits that i used to have that would fall in that category and anyone you speak to anyone will be like oh yeah i was with a narcissist so yes because the narcissistic behaviors are all of the shadow 
uh, behaviors of the ego, like the wounded parts of yourself. At the core of every single behavior, there's an element of feeling unsafe. And that's why that behavior is happening, no matter what it is. And I have a video where I uh, go into explaining how there's no such thing as self-sabotage as well, because at the core of anything that you, any decision you would make about yourself that would seem to be sabotaging, there's a reason and that these parts of you have learned to keep you safe in this way because you feel unsafe. So it's about understanding that any of these behaviors come from unsafety and when i started to meet my own needs learning how to became aware of them started to give that safety to these parts of myself i didn't need to do the same things you know for example in my previous relationships and you know just even friendships or anything when someone would talk to me about an issue i would go straight into well this is how you need to fix it. You know, yeah. I, you need to do this, 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 and this. And it took, you know, it took me however long it took me to get to the stage where I don't need to do that anymore. But the reason I needed to do that was because that's how I found my worth is by telling them how to do it. Along with that, I um, also learned through the experiences of my life that if I fix this person, then they can love me. They can, mm. you know, to see me as this great person they can see me as desirable they can see me as worthy of love you know and, and a host of other things as well but all of these behaviors together are all narcissistic type behaviors and we can go into it but all these behaviors are from feeling unsafe and being wounded which is why again i'm so absolutely like just so grateful that we're able to have a conscious relationship because they're very my teachings is about embracing all the wounded parts of yourself the the light and the dark and that's what life is that's how you get to authenticity you cannot be authentic if you do not embrace the wounded parts of yourself the shadow parts of yourself you just can't because you're not raising self-awareness and you can't be authentic even to the degree where you think you are but you're not for example buying a couch if i want to buy a couch i may think that i like that couch but i actually don't but that couch makes me feel safe because it's the type of couch that people will like other people will think it's a really good couch that's why i'm buying that couch so I don't even really like that couch. But because I'm not aware of what I'm doing, I believe I like that couch. So I'm going to buy a couch. So I'm not actually being authentic. That's not the couch that I actually authentically want. It's because of the people pleaser in me. Because that's how I find safety. Because people are going to come in and go, that's a really nice couch. Whereas if I get the couch that I want, they might come in and go, that's not a very nice couch. And that's unsafe to me. So I need to differentiate and understand the difference between feeling safe and being authentic about anything, whether it's the couch or a relationship or whatever it is, choosing my career path. It could be something as big as that. Yeah, authenticity is a big one. It's something that I value so, so much. Um, it's something that I feel like I have naturally developed or consciously developed in my life. Um, but there are areas where I hold back authenticity. Um, probably because I think sometimes my authentic self offends people. Um, really, I, it does. Like I say, they say the darndest thing sometimes. And not because I think I'm clever or funny. It's just I'm just being authentic because I think that life should be joyful as well and fun and banter and just, you know, but it, it, it's tricky. Um, the one area I think that I'm, I try that, that I find myself maybe not being so authentic about, especially in work and around men is, you know, just, and I have unleashed the dragon, um, ask anybody that I work with, they're like, Oh God, she won't shut up about it now. But just really being 
like proud of being a woman and being a strong woman. And I think we as women hide that part, those parts of ourselves and we temper it and we downplay those parts. And, and I don't think that that is healthy at all, especially in relationships, you get into that relationship dynamic. And then I don't know, I I have in my past, I've always just sort of lost myself or lost that powerful divine feminine force um, and I think that that's really important as well that we, you know, we nurture that, um, we nurture that side of ourselves and, and continue to be authentic. Um, even if it's not safe, even if it pushes that person away, if it pushes the person away, it's not the person for you. And again, I know people say that and they're like, I mean, I've read all the freaking memes all over. If that person doesn't take you for it, you know. I get it. There, there's variables, right? It's like, well, if you're a complete asshole and you're not conscious and aware, then that's that's your problem. You are repelling people. But if you're if you're thoughtful and aware and conscious and being yourself, and that person doesn't want to be near you or with you or make you feel not like yourself or inauthentic, then you do have to let that good person go. And I know it's scary. Um, it's scary because, like you said, we're social human beings and. There's only so many people that you want to hang out with. So losing, most people have pretty small circles. I know people all over the world, but my circle's small. It's scary to lose people. But once you become more and more aware and evolve more and more, you do have a smaller and smaller circle, the more authentic you get. And and that's okay. It's It's scary, but I promise you, you'll attract other people at the right time Yeah. when that happens. It's when you get to the place where you're everything you do gives a signal out to the universe of what you are okay with being in your reality so for example if you have a child and you are okay with a partner that may not take that child on as much as you'd like then you're going to attract a partner that's not going to take that child on mm-hmm. as much as you like. Yeah. And it's the same with what you're saying. You know, if you're... I, one of the things that I love about you is how much you love being in your power in mm. terms of your the feminine power especially. And I, I fucking love that. Um, but if you're wanting to but you're okay with maybe a guy kind of not really, you know, if you're like, okay, well, I am not okay with someone who doesn't, who won't accept this, then you will get someone who accepts it. But if you aren't truly feeling that you're not okay with someone that doesn't accept it, you're going to attract that because that's what you're giving out to the universe. And you even said that to me. You said there was a stage where you were like, no, like this is me now. And you accepted yourself so much where I see things like that. And again, going back to the conscious relationship, it didn't mean it didn't trigger me. Like seeing you in your power sometimes definitely triggered me, but I understood what that was. Well, I went into it. And once I went into it, I understood it. It didn't like throw me off or anything, but I can definitely see how it played into some of my insecurities. My insecurities started coming up and I started seeing them and becoming aware of them. And I can see how for someone who's not doing the work, who's not curious about the communication of my emotions and what they mean and everything in that moment can be really like, Oh, this is, this is too scary for me. Or this is just, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't, you know, and that doesn't mean that, um there's like it it doesn't mean there's like this worshiping thing of like oh you know whether i'm in my power or you're in your power Mm -hmm. but it's about it's a I, i love seeing it and feeling it i love seeing you in your power and it doesn't mean you're i've not made you the main character of my story that doesn't mean and you don't make me the main character in your story it just means i see you to the core and i've you've allowed me to see you to the core that's how i see you in your power it's not even necessarily 
things you do or say. That's just the outcome of it. But for someone to see someone else's true power is to see them to the core. Because we are all one. We are all that powerful. We are all source. We are all the souls. And finding that safety with each other to be able to not just step into our power, but to for me to feel comfortable enough to show you. Because there, there are times in the past where I showed people and it was rejected. It's like, nope. Don't do what are you doing? Like, this is stupid. Or what who do you think you are? That who do you think you are was like ingrained in me so much. Who do you think you are? You think you can do that? <laughs> now I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Let me show you. <laughs> I'm gonna show you what I'm gonna do to the world and what I'm gonna do in the world and everything that I'm gonna create and all the people I'm gonna help. All the stuff I'm going to build to absolutely change the world. There are friends that I tell that are just like, oh, that's nice. And I can tell like that. Like, I, you know, but when I say it to you, you're like, fuck yeah, let's do it. I'm like, yeah, you can see that. That's special. That's, that's huge for me. That's monumental. Yeah, I think it's important for a man and a woman to come together and just respect each other's power and divinity. And we have the masculine and feminine within us. And that was a powerful moment too. Remember when I like learned to like intertwine the masculine and feminine within me too, and find that healthy relationship between the male and the female. Cause I've always struggled with that relationship yeah. because then sometimes my feminine divine feminine can get too masculine sometimes even. And, I think that I have to leverage that person and or that aspect. Um, but when you, when I did that, when I like kind of had the the male and the female, divine feminine and divine male within me, kind of learn to love each other in pure complementary power. That is the skeleton key to relationships. Mm. Is when you have two people that are so in their power and love themselves so much and have worked through the insecurities. I mean, they're always going to be there. They're always going to come up, but knowing your power and finding that person that has that same sort of power is, is so, so important. And I've always found an imbalance there. Um, or like the male, you know, the insecure male trying to bring that part down or vice versa. I probably did it as well, you know, in, in my own relationships, something I need to explore too. So it, it's just really important to respect that aspect of each other. And then you come together and you can create worlds together. And there's nothing more powerful than that. The notion of the king and the queen or whatever two powerful male, female notions. I mean, that's always been my dream is to have that powerful male. Like I don't believe in just the female doing it all on her own. I mean, um, we are very powerful though, as women, and we're only just tapping into the, mm. into that now, um, really, truly tapping into it. It's been a very male constructed world up until now. Um, but I believe in the complementary aspects of the male and female. There's the male energy is very different and very important. And, and so is the female. And yeah, I think we can do beautiful things when we respect that in each other. Like a dance. It is like a dance. It's like a dance and it feels, it feels good, but good isn't the word. Yeah. It feels right. Yeah. It feels like you're, it feels like we're using these human beings the way they work. Yeah. As souls. Yeah. Yeah. Cause these are just meat suits of like, yeah. this is the 3d reality. And then there's other realities and, um, yeah, the spiritual, it's like the spiritual dance of yeah. like our divine spirituality doing that dance. And that's where it comes from. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good way of describing. One, one last thing before we finish the episode I want to talk about is, um, so one thing that we talked about with this conscious relationship is to have regular check-ins. Yeah. This has been one of the most important things, I think, I feel like. Um, 
So we said every six weeks we have a check-in. Yeah. And these check-ins are we sit down in a safe space and we answer certain questions. So we start off by saying questions like, obviously it's a very, very safe space. So this is the place to bring something up. Maybe if you've got something on your mind and we start by saying like, what, uh, is there anything you'd like to bring up? What has the other person done or not done that you would like to highlight that you're not necessarily happy about, or you want more clarity on? And that has really, really helped because even that part of it there and then after that we finish it off don't we so we'll we'll converse with each other we'll talk to each other if we bring something up we will be very very conscious in that moment and if it it requires a long conversation we'll have a long conversation if it's not as much we won't and then we finish that kind of checking in by talking about our gratitude towards each other so since the last time that we had this check-in one of the things that these are the things that i am grateful that you have done or that i'm grateful that i've recognized about you so we're not only bringing up things that are let's define them as bad we're also building that connection we're showing gratitude to each other and this is something that's very very important and I I want to hear from you about how you find this and everything but for me it really has shown me this whole experience has shown me that I mean we were never taught about how to have relationships our caregivers were never taught it's not their fault there is no one to blame it's just not that time in society but relationships, especially romantic relationships, are not what you think in terms that, oh, they just, they either work or they don't. They're going to work. Or they just, they, you know, love is enough. Or they require work, like actual work. And this in itself, the checking in, mm-hmm. is that work. Yeah. And it's so powerful. It's so, 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 so powerful. I've realized the checking in is one of the most powerful parts of this conscious relationship. Yeah, I agree. It also is like a level of assurance that we know that it's coming. So it's like if you do have an issue and you don't want to bring it up, then you you know it's like a safety net as mm-hmm. well. It's like an assurance that, okay, well, it's okay. You You can or you'll have this chance to talk about it. It's, it's, it's really, I, I, I find that level of assurance beautiful too. It's just like, you know, that you're, and, and you know that your partner's always willing to talk about it. Like instead of having a, a wall there, it never, like how many times have you been in a relationship where you just can't even bring anything up at that point in time? It's like, it's just like an opportunity. Just even having that opportunity is, is just so, it's such a relief for it to even be there regardless of even what we do in it it's like it's like wow the fact that it's even there i have a chance to actually bring something up amazing that's so cool and that he wants to do it as well which is really cool most men that i've dated did not want to do that did not want to talk about things did not want to work did not want to do the work like you said and that was sad actually quite sad so yeah no and i love it in you know we oftentimes don't show gratitude to each other. And when we do it, what we're grateful for, for, for each other is, um, it's just so nice. Like you say stuff to me that too, I'm like, wow, really? Did I actually do that? <laughs> Cause you get into your own self doubt. It's like, oh, I think I was to this and I was to that, you know, we have our self talk and I, it's just nice to hear it out loud from each other. Like I'm a words of, if we want to go love language, I'm definitely a words of affirmation person. Just probably go deep on why that is. There's, you know, I'm one of those people, but it's it's really nice to hear from somebody else. Like, I'm a big like you'll hear. I I'm constantly like, oh, you're amazing. Oh, thank you. You know, I, I'm constantly saying it to to not just you to people. I I think it's really important to 
to keep it authentic too. If you do it too much, it's not authentic. And that's another thing. It keeps it authentic, right? And it's not like you're just constantly telling me how much, how grateful you are for me too, which would get annoying after a while. It's like, I'm so grateful. You know, yeah. you also have to, like people really need to know too, like you got to live. Like it can't, my fear about a conscious relationship is that we're always going to be like re- introspective and we, you know, and then you don't live. Yeah. I mean, you're living, you're living consciously, but you also have to have fun. Mm. Like, I want people to know we have fun, right? We do. We do. It's not just <laughs> constant sitting down behind a desk going, okay, let's talk about today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although he hates lists. I've, I've figured this out. <laughs> he will not make a list for the week like he has an aversion to we, lists. Hey, 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 we made a list for the podcast. We we did, but we need, <laughs> we need a list for, like, life things. I make lists, and then I, I, I send them to him, and he, I think you will view the list and then absorb parts of the list, but you will not follow the list. No, the list doesn't. Do you want to go into why that is? <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to Shall finish, we analyze this? finish the episode? I would like to the finish the session. Exactly. I'd like to finish the episode. No, I'm just kidding. It's just a, it's a fun little thing though. Yeah. Anyway, well, um, it is amazing. Yeah. The check-ins are, are critical. They're absolutely critical. The, honestly, I, I, it's the most important part of it. Well, yeah. well, well, no. Uh, it's one of all the most, of it is it's one of the yeah. most important parts of it definitely I yeah it's say. the structured part there's the ebb and the flow of anything yeah. you get the structure mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um <laughs> and then you get the flow which is every day we're constantly calibrating to uh, what a conscious relationship is so you get both parts you get the female part which is flow that's the typically female aspects and you get the male part which is structure and organization yeah. I think maybe those the interplay between those two gives you both of what you need, the flow state and the, the structure, possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I just made that up, but I don't know. It sounded good. <laughs> well, sounded um, clever. I think, I think we're at time now. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for oh, thank you. even being here. I'm so grateful for you <laughs> for being uh, here. And this is something that we're going to try and do on a regular basis. Uh, yeah. I'm going to talk more about well if people like it right like i'm a big like maybe they're just like oh they're just faffing about i don't know maybe that's okay those people will stop listening and that's i see we're just gonna do what we want you're so see he's way better at this than i am like (laughs) like i'm like oh no they don't like it so let's just stop that's okay that's the male energy it's like no just keep going going. drive i love it it's that forward moving energy i respect it i am grateful that you're like that i respect that a lot about you it's uh, doing the work that I do it definitely needed yeah but um, yeah if people don't listen to it they don't like it they don't there are 8 billion people on this planet it's a lot of people there's a lot of people that love to listen to us yeah and they will um but thank you very much for the people that are listening yeah thank you thank you for you thank you you and uh I will speak to you everyone you guys next time bye bye bye